0: Cock mm. Mixing it up over there? Yeah, he said yeah, concoction but... YouTube. He didn't say the other word. Mm.
1: concoction chin. Chin? Cock chin? What is it? Chindo? Yeah. What's it called a chindo? Yeah. Yo, what do you guys
2: think of upside down fifty cent?
1: <laughs> people <laughs> got, oh my god. He got I blasted hard. hard, right? People were being mean I to 50. I fucking hate people. They're like, 50 cent turned into a dollar. Like, he's getting a little older. Let this man put on a little bit of body fat.
0: Maybe many, he's been bodybuilding. Maybe he's in a bulk. Maybe, a but bad. also how many people would even be able to hang upside down like that and mm-hmm. not like have all the blood rush to their head and right? like pass out? <laughs>
2: Get the fuck I think, I, I, I think just about anybody's going to look fat upside down.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, as you mix that up, I, I wanted, because I, I saw a post and somebody was like, hey, 50 cent is never going to see... Your mean tweets about his weight gain, but somebody who might be actually struggling with weight gain is going to see your posts, and that might bring them down. So just be careful and watch what you say because you don't know who's listening. Because fifty isn't even in bad
1: shape, man. No,
0: dude, I don't even know how old he is, but but he was
2: kind of like repping that LL Cool J body back in the day, dude. He was jacked. So like, if someone like LL Cool J, if he gains like twenty pounds, people are gonna be like. Mm -hmm. "Mm Yeah, You know, The Rock, John Cena, these guys that are just fucking yoked out Mm -hmm. of their mind, they start to lose their physique. Everyone's gonna be like, oh man, they're getting older. Like The Rock, you know, he still looks amazing. He just won't age. I don't know what's going on with him, but
1: People love to hate, too, because people were the like, the second really, a guy gets some wrinkles, people are like, oh, my God, it's how over. old he's getting. Yeah. It's like, well, he's like, get one gray hair. People are really dissing the Rock's intro too to the to the whole Super Bowl. I didn't watch the Super Bowl, by the way. I just saw like the halftime show. You've heard about it one time. Some commercials, Yeah. And the Rock's intro. But people were like, why? Why did you do that? That sucks so much. <laughs> Why do people I don't get it? I it's kinda like,
0: missed it. I don't know
1: what happened, like why people got mad or it was just him he doing did like a intro. wrestling promo. It was great. Yeah. Oh. At the beginning. But some people were like, Oh, that was the lamest thing I've ever seen. Like wow. I saw that from the Hodge twins. I was like, uh-huh. guys, come on now. Like what people just get super uh
2: super judgmental, you know? Yeah. It's it's the rock and People are real judgmental about what he's wearing. He was wearing some weird kind of pants that looked like dress pants slash joggers. Yo, his that style look good
1: though. Like mm. this is the thing. He looks good in anything. Yeah. I saw some guy comment, like some s- scrawny white dude comment. I wouldn't anyway. get caught dead wearing that. Like, brother, you can't even rock that. <laughs> you get the can't, fuck out of here! Yeah, it's <laughs> so good. Yeah, you can't pull it <laughs> oh off. Oh my god! But he was wearing two different
2: shades of the same color, which is also interesting. I think it's just a statement. He's mm. like, "Fuck y'all! I can. Like, do- I can wear whatever I, I want." Am, the Rock. I'm the motherfucking yeah. Rock. When
1: you? You look like that i mean shit come on now you can wear whatever you want
2: yeah. i don't think any of the ladies out there are like oh my god he he looks so
1: dumb in his outfit i don't think they're like no. gonna sweat it right we're <laughs> gonna have some people in the audience say y'all are sucking dwayne's dick again yeah because like, we always oh, talk positively about it i like, like dwayne him. johnson we like him if we had yeah. the opportunity i
0: mean
1: <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah we
0: would absolutely 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 pa- uh right yeah why not pat,
1: pat. <laughs> <laughs> where are my knee pads all right <laughs> <laughs> i gotta pour this all one. right what did you mix up what Woo! is this all right so we were talking about the you're always your sophisticated protein, right?
2: with these mixtures that you're making over here you it's look like a fucking that. turning Damn. into like a chemist over here what else are you mixing
1: up Ooh, baby so it's within oh you vanilla protein mm-hmm. oh my bubs mct mm-hmm. And within you, salted caramel. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Baby, baby. Oh, my God. And, so, and some coffee. And uh, I did this over the weekend because I told you guys I was going to do this. And it tasted amazing. The bubs and coffee on its own is good. But the bubs, some whey, mm. and some uh, electrolytes. It just you got everything in there. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> eggplant emoji <laughs> with a ah! squirts <laughs> squirt squirt ha <laughs> ah, so good man and then did you do a whole packet of the
0: hydration uh i did a half packet of the hydration okay. but
1: i've done a whole packet of the hydration before and it's good yeah it's good oh the salted caramel specifically guys mm-hmm. don't do the blueberry one in this, this i wonder is the what that caramel. would taste
0: like you should try it maybe uh, in some tea or something though you know i
2: always i always keep you guys like out of stuff for a while right until mm-hmm. like i do it for a little while and then, yep. I, then I inform you guys down the road because I don't want mm-hmm. you guys to pass me up too much on too many different things. I've been, <laughs> I've been sipping on this Bub stuff for about two years. You're
0: I gotta come, got, got
1: come clean. We okay, just sure. found out about it a few months ago and you've been on this for a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Dr. Lyon, she hooked me up and they, they
2: have amazing products. The MCT oil powder is amazing in coffee. Oh, People man. that want to maybe I don't know, just had switch to something different. You know, p- Putting cream in your coffee can taste amazing, but uh, MCT oil is a medium-chain triglyceride, and uh, the fat energy is a little bit more available, a little bit more readily available to turn into energy, supposedly, from some of the science on medium-chain triglycerides. It's kind of why they're popular. And then, also, people like some of the brain effects of MCT oil. Yeah. It's been popularized by Bulletproof Coffee, where you put MCT oil and butter in your coffee, and mm-hmm. People love the uh, some of the effects and impacts on that. It also will mute some of that boldness of your coffee. Maybe some people like that, but I actually love that it kind of mutes that a little mm-hmm. bit and just pulls some of that flavor of it out of there.
0: Yeah, what I noticed is that when I have the uh, MCT oil powder in it, it just—I don't know—I I don't get hungry till like dinner time, like mm. fairly easily. There's a lot of times where, like, I mean, we have a lot of yummy stuff around us right now. We have some cool snacks. And I'll reach for them, but like when I have the MCT oil powder from Bubs, I I'm good. Like I can stay focused. I don't know if that's
1: like a uh, side effect,
0: mm-hmm. but I definitely. Oh, what's happening here? Contin- what, I'm, what, what I'm gonna to-
1: do next the next time is I'm gonna do that's a, that's a grand slam. <laughs> a scoop of the Bubs collagen for collagen protein because it's unflavored, and you got the benefits of collagen, which is really good for your joints, ligaments, and shit. I'm gonna do. <laughs> Half a scoop or potentially a scoop of the within you because you get the vanilla flavor. Mm. The bubs is like the the MCT oil powder is like a creamer. Mm. And then the... (laughs) (laughs) i'm so excited bro (laughs) Woo! i'm excited it's gonna be good i'm just thankful that you're in
2: i'm thankful that you're into fitness (laughs) and that you're into eating these healthy things because you Mm -hmm. would be the fattest person i ever met
1: bro that's why i'm I'm pretty sure that's why i played soccer when i was younger because Mm -hmm. i was eating so much food (laughs) your whole your voice changes when you start talking about food Mm -hmm. your eyes light up gets all fired up. It over sure has to taste good to me, man. Yeah. Yeah, mm. it absolutely does. <laughs> oh, a pop tart would be good with this. Okay, let's stop.
0: Yeah. Okay. Go well, ahead. let me tell you guys where to get some of this bubs <sighs> MCT oil powder, the collagen uh, protein. And then of course the apple cider vinegars, which we're not going to talk about right now. Cause then we will keep going for like an hour about how amazing they are. But you guys got to head over to dot com and at checkout, enter promo code power project to save 20% off your entire order. And one thing that's amazing about Bubs is they donate 10% of all their proceeds to various uh, charities, but um, that's, I don't know, they're just an amazing company and like, that's why we're so happy to be partnered with them. Again, bubsnaturals.com, promo code POWERPROJECT, links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes.
2: What we got today? What are we talking about?
0: Not practice, that's for sure. Mm.
2: Oh, we were talking about 50 Cent being upside down. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So like, what was 50 Cent's body fat back in the day, you think?
1: Probably like ten, yeah, I would say ten to twelve,
0: yeah, ten to eleven yeah, 'cause he was he was he was big, well, i mean, I've never stood next to him at most, it was so funny, like when um the other rapper uh I got.
1: The, Pull him up on that album cover. you okay, know the album yeah, cover Yeah, I'm yeah. Talking LL
0: Cool J is pretty big,
2: right? A, Isn't he like 6'3 or 6'4 or something? Oh, like that? he's not tall. No, see, no, that's no, what I was getting at. I that. thought I've heard that he was tall.
0: I'll check, but like, that's what I was getting at. It's like, I was telling my wife, because I can't remember the other rapper that was a part of that fucking halftime show. He's the newer one. I don't know. Oh, Kendrick Lamar, bro. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. LL that Cool guy. J is 6'2. So you're oh, right. Oh, yeah, he's big right? But what I was telling my wife, I was like, a lot of these rappers are a lot smaller than you think. Like, DMX was really small. Jaw Rule was. Fucking tiny.
1: Dr. Dre is six one. A, oh, the well, no, big boys. Method Man is six three. Busta yeah, Rhymes a, is six one. Those are big boys. yeah. Those are big mm. boys. Let me see the. I think it was the Get Rich or Die Trying. Right. Damn, Busta Rhymes. He's fucking good. man. Even his Jesus. most recent album, people were kind of dissing it, but it was still good. It came it came out two years ago. He's unbelievable. Yeah. All these guys, man, they're so creative. It's just
0: man. Is yeah. it weird that in my head that 50 Cent looked fucking gigantic compared to what I see right now? <laughs>
2: i don't know i don't know if he was that big of a person but he he always looked like he was in shape Yeah,
1: get richard die trying Mm -hmm. all right so maybe 12 to the
2: yeah he's on a cover like his other cover is like maybe a little more like done up i guess Mm -hmm. but that that looks i mean he looks good right there he looks great yeah look man not everybody can play fitness bodybuilder powerlifter all day long some people Mm -hmm. they gotta make uh they got to make some sick beats, right? Like, that's, that's where his mind was at,
1: right? Yeah. But he did look, he, you see, we're warped, man. <laughs> we're warped because we're around just like. Freaks. So his body fat percentage now is what, 20? It's like 13, 12 to 13%. But, like, man, what is he? He must be enjoying life, right? Exactly. Yeah. While enjoying life, you know, doing his thing. He probably got, like, fat. private jet and shit. He probably got access to all kinds of crap. Like, why not yeah, have man. some fun? But that halftime show, guys, that shit was actually, like, really good. good. It was like, cool. Like, yeah. I wanted to put on a tall oh, tee. Damn. Sag my pants a little bit. Just, it brought me back to tall the, tea. when I was yeah, younger, you man. You can
0: definitely still rock a tall tee, because you like the, uh, like the Viore ones that are a little bit longer. I do, but so, I don't
1: like them being too baggy. No, well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you're right. Okay. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, 50 was yacked. Was there anything notable about about oh you guys mentioned obj in the text thread mm-hmm. that's wild i yeah, went and watched the sucks. video about it it's what you guys are talking about yeah
2: yeah with the go to guys when <laughs> they were here they predicted it they were like we think he's going to get hurt again because mm-hmm. he because of the type of training that he's doing mm-hmm. you know some of the training that he's doing they're like well they just didn't agree with it
1: what type of training was he doing
2: um he's just doing stuff where that inside ankle bone is low and it's not high in accordance to uh what they're talking about you know seeing these guys go down and seeing these athletes get hurt sucks i'm a a huge odell beckham junior fan so uh you know it's it's just it just it's awful like it could be a career ender like he's getting a little older he's already had such an illustrious amazing career he's um He's unbelievable when it comes to like catching the fucking football. Like, he does not drop shit. I've
1: seen him do those one hand catches. It's crazy. I wonder if his
2: hands are really big, too. They must be. He does a lot of, uh, he catches the ball a lot with one hand and he does like backflips and shit, man. He's he's insanely athletic. But yeah, it's just showing. He also is a guy that wears, uh, a lot of slingshot products, too. So I appreciate that from him as well.
0: Yeah.
2: But yeah, he, uh, he went to make a cut on the field, and it was a non-contact injury. Like there wasn't anybody
0: else around him, and he—I think—he
2: blew out the same knee that he unfortunately blew out a couple other
0: times. Mm-hmm. God dang man, yeah. And you know, a, a lot of people, even like uh, Nick Bo- Nick Bosa of the Niners, were saying that it's uh, because of the turf. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could see the turf grabbed his—you know—it grabbed his, you know,
2: grabbed mm-hmm. his foot. Yeah, yeah, it just sucks because we want to see these guys play fast, so they have a certain kind of turf, a certain kind of field they play on, and they, and then you, you end up seeing injuries uh, like this.
0: Yeah, it was yes. crazy. Right when it happened, though, I, I looked at my wife and I'm like, "Inside ankle bone low." Yeah, and, and I pulled this one up, and then she's like, "Wow!" And now I'm like, "I used to think that this was just like, oh fuck, he just has that nagging injury, mm-hmm. or like it just it like a freak accident again." Like, yeah, well. I
2: mean, like, I, I. How preventable is it? Yeah, you know? yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I
0: don't want to sound like yeah. I know what the fuck I'm talking about because right. I've never been on the NFL field except nope. for maybe watching. But <laughs> other than that, like, yeah, I have no idea what I'm talking about. So I'm not trying to be an authority, but it is interesting when you have this new perspective of, like, ah, I wonder if he was able to get, you know, a little bit more on the outside if it could have been prevented. Right, right. Yeah, maybe, maybe by having different techniques. I mean, we, that's
2: what we hope training can do. Yeah. But maybe we don't know what the fuck we're talking about, like you're saying, because. These athletes, they're unbelievable. And I think that training can have a real positive impact. I mean, you're starting to see, like, the NFL, the athletes in the NFL are insane. They mentioned one guy that, uh, I forget which team it was, but one of the guys on the field, they said he was 347 pounds. And they showed this dude, and I was like, that guy does not look like he's three hundred and forty-seven pounds. Like he still looked fairly fit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned like Nick Bosa and some of these athletes, Some of these guys. It's incredible. And there's two of them. He has a brother. What one the, of the fuck? one of the tackles for uh, one of the tackles that was playing in the game on of the offensive tackles. He's like three hundred pounds. He's like forty-one years old and playing in, in the Super Bowl. That is fucking crazy. Like I know Brady has. He uh, said he's three hundred pounds. Yeah, he's three hundred plus pounds. I mean, could you imagine carrying quater- quarterback? No, no, no! This is this is a, a offensive tackle. Oh,
1: okay. I was like, Whoa. yeah. But
2: <laughs> imagine playing all those years in the in the trenches on the line in the NFL and mm. still being able to perform. He's still starting. Like it's just these athletes are they're on a different level.
0: Yeah, yeah. But then, like, um, I was talking to uh, Gary about you know the Niners and stuff, and he was telling me about Fred Warner. And when I watch him play, yeah, his feet are way out. Mm. And that guy would, just came back from an injury, also. But then you watch George Kittle, who's you know a little bit more in. He's on inside ankle bone high, and dude, he's been very healthy. So it's fucking wild. Like again, I don't know shit, but there's some dots there that you can, you can right. connect, and you know whatever take it take take whatever you want from it. I know like it's that. making
2: a big difference for me. I think it's making mm-hmm. a big difference for you. But we do not move at those speeds. Nope. and We do not nope. know how nope. to make nope. any moves like that. Hell no, <laughs> like those guys do. I have a disappointing uh, Fifty Cent story. You know, maybe know. Andrews heard it before. Hmm. Maybe. But our boy, Charles Glass, one of the all time great coaches, um, used to train 50 Cent. Oh, I got the opportunity to meet 50 Cent. I saw him at Gold's Gym. Mm. I was like, man, oh, man, I, I just, I, I, I just, I have to go and try to shake his hand. Like, I got to figure this out. It's mm-hmm. fucking 50 Cent. I try to give people their space and stuff. I've seen Arnold in there and I've seen uh-huh. other people, and I used to just give him a little like, Little wave, like hey, I, I fucking Acknowledge you yeah, that. I know that you're the fucking man type thing, <laughs> just that little thing. But <laughs> I try not to really bug people too much, especially because they're in their training, you know. Mm-hmm. But I met
1: Fifty Cent, and he gave me the dead fish oh, handshake. That's right. What yeah. do you mean the dead fish handshake? Oh. Just the this. <laughs> that feels so. That just feels so uncomfortable. That it's, feels. Very
2: I don't. I didn't know what to do with it, and AKA then KA
0: Ferrari.
1: Me- oh, oh wow, Jesus. Matombo. Matombo <laughs> was in the way. Damn. That was a rejection. I right, get back to your that story. That light man. just fucking just, is waving its finger at you. <laughs> what, why are we continuing to talk about this? Could you please just tell me your story about the limp handshake? <laughs> yeah,
2: the limp handshake, man. Oh, uh, just... what noodle. But then, more recently, I've been thinking about it more. and Because this, like, <laughs> this happened like two decades ago, probably. <laughs> but I've been thinking about it more recently. And I'm like, maybe that's just because he's got nothing to prove oh. you know what i mean oh, like okay okay like dude versus dude you size each other up and and some guys will go in on you like someone who's kind of big like in sema somebody might try to give him a a real firm one I to like those men. I, I know you're like they're like, I they're I like the yeah, and, they and then cr- they
1: fucking they, crank yeah, they, your knuckles together yeah. i'm like dude
0: why and then they wait for like or, a response they look at your eye like is he flinching? hey what about <laughs> when they just what about <laughs> when they do this and they go and then just yes! grab, like, your fingers.
2: They don't give you a you're chance. Like, you're like, I didn't get a chance to get in there, motherfucker. You're like, we're going to do a do-over, bitch. That's fucking
1: bullshit. <laughs> that's not cool. Anyone <laughs> can together. squeeze anyone's fingers together, you fucking punk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's a real dick move. But he's just like, he didn't care. He just came in and was just like, hello. Yeah, he's just like, I don't give a fuck L-50. what anyone... <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: he's like, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks of me. Oh, my God. Or... He was just so fucking sore from the Charles Glass workout that he couldn't grip his Dad, head. And
2: that's probably more the truth. Mm-hmm. Charles yes. Glass whipped his ass.
1: Could be. Yeah. I recommend you
0: guys go uh, listen to Guess Who's Back. It yes. was a mixtape slash album, which is kind of fucking weird. Because like, I, I genuinely think that he just like didn't give a fuck and just stole people's beats. like, <laughs> And he's put it out. Because uh-huh. I remember I bought this in woodland california Mm. so like it couldn't have been a mixtape if i bought it in a store but yet on that Mm. mixtape there's like other people's beats so i don't even know how that fucking worked out but it's called guess who's back it came out right before get rich or die trying and you hear mixtape 50 and he's fucking incredible like Wangsta 50 cent is not the same as like the 50 cent that i like uh listened to back in the day
2: M M back in the day said that he saw 50 Cent record like a double album and he's like, he still had like more material. Mm-hmm. Could have kept going. He's like, he would just went through like 40 songs mm-hmm. and he could just keep going forever.
0: He's so good.
2: I think the greatest song that I, or the song I like the most from him is uh, We All Die One Day. Or maybe it's Someday. We All Die One Day or Someday.
3: Mm.
2: That's my favorite one. I used to play that one in the, in the gym a lot. But it's like, yeah. it's a compilation. It's like him and a couple mm. other people.
1: I gotta go back and listen to. It. Hey, okay, actually, guys, don't worry. We got a heat of, we got a heater of an episode coming to you, but I gotta ask: Have you ever heard Pop Smoke? I have not. Okay, you. Um, okay, so Pop Smoke was this rapper that died like two years ago. Young guy, um, but he came out and people were like, "What the fuck? He's so good." But number two. He sounds just like 50 Cent. Number Mm. three, he looks kind of like 50 Cent. Number four, 50 Cent like helped him do some stuff with his music and his Mm -hmm. album, helped like produce some things. And then there's like, is Pop Smoke just 50's son and no one's saying anything? Because when he raps, bruh, he sounds like 50. Oh wow. It sounds like 50. And his like his songs are so freaking good. It's scary. So if you like 50. You like Pop Smoke? He died. He died. Fuck. Yeah, he died like two years ago. I think he was probably mm-hmm. super young, right? Yeah, he was pretty young, but he was like he was one of those rappers that came out and everyone's like he is the one, and then he just died. <laughs> is there anybody new on the scene that's like really kicking some ass? Nope. Andrew would it's, always. Fucking it's kind of. It's a little. Di- <laughs>
2: it's a little different right now, right? There's like a little lull maybe going on. There's definitely a lull. I mean, yeah, I, know the ca- I know there's some. I know there's some talented people and they got some pretty good songs and stuff. But I'm just trying to think of like. Is there yeah? Is there someone out there like just cranking through?
1: Well, um, a- I look at my NF playlist. is
2: pretty good. I don't know if you guys ever heard of him, but he's NF. Pretty,
1: mm-hmm. Never heard of NF. No, N-F. N-F. never heard of NF. I've only he's got a couple good songs.
0: I, I listened to a couple of tracks after you mentioned him, mm-hmm. but I I haven't I didn't follow. Just
2: yeah. I don't know. It's hard, you know. As you get older, stuff gets to be different, and then you're just like, yeah,
1: you're left in the dust. Yeah, that's me. Back I, in my day. Back in my day. A lot of rappers these days aren't lyrically driven, um, but there were a few. Like, they Pop just, Smoke was really good. Kendrick Lamar, Andrew doesn't agree, but Kendrick Lamar is an amazing rapper.
0: I think he's good. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. No. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I think I went hard on him just to piss you guys off, but um, no, I think he's cool. I just, I don't know, man. Like, everything's graded on a curve. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. If a lot of these guys came out in, like, the like mid-early 90s, like they would just get laughed out of hip hop. They'd like, be like, Good. "What is th-? like? You can't just make bird sounds in the mm-hmm. middle of your fucking
1: rap and make it like it just <laughs> d- can't do that." When you go into the gym next, either go to Spotify and play Invincible Radio. Invincible is a song by Pop Smoke. You'll see it. You'll hear a bunch of songs get on that place up. that are just fine. But listen to Invincible by Pop Smoke. You want a new lifting song that's going to just fire you up? That song's the one. It's it's. I'm gonna it's, check it out. Oof. Gives me oh, it gives me I, he's like a producer right mustard yeah mustard on
0: a beat oh uh yeah. a lot of the shit that he puts together is really good like for oh. for lifting that um pure water that's yeah, that that's sick as fuck uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah i like that one yeah you told me even
1: though that. i don't have no idea what they're saying <laughs> yeah a lot of music you don't know what they're saying nowadays but it just like the beat goes and mm-hmm. just like nah, 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 you know, just, <laughs> just, just you get into it you get into it that's me you yeah. know you're old and it's too loud this is too loud way
0: too loud i hate wow, that that was too loud
1: i haven't experienced that yet it's just you guys but you're getting there bro you're getting there <laughs> no 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 i'm not bro yeah, i'm are. not you're getting there. nope i'm not i'm mm-hmm. actually still where i am young mm-hmm. and feeling great <laughs> <laughs> don't be that guy <laughs> don't be that guy
0: i just wait yep, yep. fuck both y'all oh just wait 30s right around the corner
2: and that's kind of, this year, yeah. yeah. some of this I'm is exactly what we're going to be talking about today. We're talking about stress and kind of our interpretations of it. And Andrew and I did a podcast where we talked about, uh, you know, kind of how to handle certain types of news, bad news. And they've even been kind of thinking of that word in general, like bad or bad day and stuff like that. And I, I just don't even recall, like the last time I had a bad day was the last time I had a shitty attitude. That's the last time I had a bad day. Wow. And what I mean by that is like my mind wasn't changed yet. I, I wasn't uh, – I didn't go through the exorcism of of cleaning out and clearing out my mind to recognize that I don't need to ever have a bad day. Mm. So that's the last time, and I don't even recall when that was, but it was probably decades ago. Yeah. So I've had – in that time, I've had um, all kinds of different things happen. I've had people die uh, that are close to me, um, all, all kinds of other shit that has happened Uh, during that time, but I just, uh, through learning certain skill sets and through learning certain things about myself through personal development, even just through training, like through actual, like lifting and, uh, now like running and stuff like that, i just have continued to, uh, work towards things that I, that will assist me in earning happiness anytime like anytime I, cho- anytime I choose to go towards that route, mm-hmm. I can find stuff that will make me feel good or make me feel better. And sometimes it's as simple as, like, sometimes it's as easy as just taking a shower. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a shower feels good. So sometimes, like, if I'm, I don't know, if I'm tired, if I'm sore, um, you know, soreness is you're wearing some stress from a training session, right? And so I'll go into like a hot tub, I'll go into a sauna, I'll take a shower. These are all things that, you know, fortunately I have access to some of those other things, but even just going into the shower uh, can sometimes be something that can help. I'll just feel a little bit better, body's warmed up, now I'm ready to go on a walk or a run, maybe it wakes me up
1: for the day. Yeah, you know, when it comes to soreness, it's, it's pretty funny. When I feel sore in certain spots, it's not like, oh, I feel sore. What, what I think is like, ooh, it's doing this like things are doing what they need to do. Like when I feel sore and like, let's say I just was doing a a workout and I I just moved into a really deep range and I'm feeling sore in that place. The next day I'm like, this is good. Good change is happening. That's how, like, that's how I look at it now. That shit's growing. Yeah. Because like over the years when you work out a lot, you get sore and over time, you get used to that soreness, but then you start to be like, ooh, that is a good thing. Oh, my quads, I can barely walk. or <laughs> like, I'm having trouble walking. Ooh, this is good. Like, after we did the, um, the teardrop squat, <laughs> and then when I sat down for dinner that night and I got up and I was like, fucking, ooh, I need electrolytes. Oh, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this ain't bad. I'm going to get, get nice some electrolytes. Cramp. This is good. Yeah. That's yeah, a special like those, feeling.
2: You're like, it those is. areas are going to grow. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be better for your knee in the long run, right? Exactly. Yeah, I uh, did a crazy bro workout because uh, I ran to our buddy Mike Frank, the police officer that we had on the on the show. Oh, okay, and uh, I was at Sand Strength, and we were just um, you know those guys—they just want to bro out. They just want to <laughs> like do a bunch of muscles that you, do a bunch of workouts to, uh, where you can kind of flex in the mirror and show it off type thing. So mm-hmm. we did. We were going to do a bunch of different stuff, but we ended up just doing like 20 sets of chest. <laughs> I'm oh like, this is God. the broest of bro things. And we did so many flies. I'm not sure why, <laughs> but we started out with like a, with uh, like a, a fly machine uh-huh. and then we did cable crossovers and then we did flies on an incline bench. I was just letting them like pick whatever they wanted. And we just kept, we kind of just kept going and going and going. Then we started doing some arms. It just was the ultimate bro workout, but I got really sore from that shit.
1: You know, when it does come to stress, though, I will say, and I, I, I do this so many podcasts, but um, when I when I get, I can't remember remember the last time I was really super stressed about something, and like for example, my mom has given me pro like has told me like it's an issue when I was younger because like things wouldn't bother me so much, but it's kind of her fault because even though she was a single parent of two and there were really stressful situations, I never really saw her break down or crumble underneath the stress that you would see typical people crumble under. So I think inherently, I kind of modeled that because I'm like, oh, she's been through some hard shit. Like this, all this stuff is pretty easy. And when I have something that is like really actually probably pretty stressful, it doesn't really affect me that much. Like I don't look at it as like, oh, this is gonna fuck me up. I more so look at like, oh, how can we solve this or how can we figure this out or what what are the next steps immediately, mm-hmm. right? So uh, the reason why I'm saying that is because there's a lot of parents, right? I think that you know, as parents especially, you got to be really careful about how you handle stress around your kids because they're going to be watching that. They're going to be paying attention to how you act under really bad or tough conditions. And I know there's a range of crazy things that could happen. But depending on how you act, that can affect the way that they act as they become teenagers and adults.
2: I think a great way to handle it sometimes is just to start to recognize that things don't, they maybe aren't necessarily crazy. There's uh, just so many things that can happen, right? So Mm -hmm. um, you just are aware that when you order uh, a certain meal at a restaurant, it could be cooked improperly. They yeah. could give you chicken when you ordered steak. Uh, there could be all kinds of things. And you can decide. You get to choose how you want to react to that. It's not, it sounds so small, right? But those little things are, and people are watching, you know, like there's people at the table with you, whether it's a significant other or whether it's a, a relative or whether it's your own child. Like they're watching your response to getting a regular Coke as opposed to a diet Coke You could get all wound up and say, like, I'm on a specific diet. Like, I I, I didn't order this, and you gave me the thing with the bun, and the cheese is all stuck on there. And you could make a big scene, right? Or you could figure out a way for you to deal with it personally. And one way to deal with it is the way that I deal with it. I just don't say anything. I'm like, I'm just going to fucking eat it. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Unless it was, like, something that I just— I don't know, just couldn't eat or something like that. But.
1: And if you're mean to people like waiters yeah. and, and, and cooks and shit, <laughs> fuck you to the <laughs> highest degree. Because yeah. I see people like that sometimes. Right. Just like, you got nothing else better, do you? Like, you really just want to feel powerful, don't you? The
0: one time you have, like, the upper hand, you're going to abuse the mm, fuck out of it. Right? Give me a break. yeah, oh, I hate that s- shit. Assholes. <laughs> I can't stand I'm it sorry, I'm sorry. E- cursing too much. Even if I do God. get, like, terrible service, like, the people I'll, I'll be around and be like, oh, that's it. They're not getting a tip and, like, just jokingly or right, whatever. Right. I've walked out and then literally ran back and dropped, like, a lot of money on the table. Right. Like, I cannot not tip. Like, I understand, like, that's a stressful job too. They're dealing right? with
1: people all day long. Dealing, Some people are great. They're dealing with,
0: with people that are like way more stressed and then they're taking that on them. Like, golly, I hate that. But yeah, so sorry. No, no. I, not. Yeah, man. I think
2: the thing that makes, that can make stress difficult is there's so much uh like human interaction, right? Like mm-hmm. there's, so we can be pretty responsible for ourselves. We believe, uh, or we can like learn a lot and then we can... Uh, handle the way that we act and react to stuff
1: Mm.
2: but then like we don't have any control of anything that's outside of our own thoughts and even your thoughts a lot of thinking happens uh without you even trying to do anything just random thoughts will pop into your head but we do get to think about our thoughts and we do get to (laughs) pause and we do get to like take a second you know take a beat something happens regardless of what it is if your first reaction is you're you're starting to get mad. Well, just feel that for a second. Like what's, what's, you're not going to die. You know, what's, what's wrong with just feeling that for a moment, let a moment or two pass and think, Oh man, like that got me kind of stirred up. Like what, what am I? God. And then you kind of frustrated that you got mad in the first place, Uh, (laughs) but you can, you can dwell on it for a second. You have an opportunity to like, think about it. If it's a text message, if it's an email, Some people will say sleep on it. Some people have a hard time sleeping on stuff like that because Mm -hmm. then you're tossing and turning type of thing. But if you just let... Time fixes everything. Your uh, driveway is covered with four feet of snow. Well, if you just wait long enough, there won't be any fucking (laughs) snow on the driveway anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess it depends on where you live. You got to wait a whole season. Yeah, yeah, it's going to work. Yeah, you might have to wait a while, right? Like time heals all wounds, they say. So if you can be patient and you can kind of just sit in the pocket and let these things kind of just happen, then you can try to figure out what's the best possible way to handle this, just like you would if you got a meal served to you that you didn't order. You say, oh, there must be, maybe there's a mistake. Uh, I was trying to order something different, Um, you know, and you try to just problem solving for there. Or you say, hey, I just wanted to let you know I actually ordered something different, but I'm totally okay with eating this. Mm. I just wanted you to know because there was like an error made. I believe I ordered this. And uh, (laughs) just so you can keep track, you know, just in case it's the cook or in case whatever, because I have a business too. So sometimes I'll do stuff like that just to kind of point something out. Um, But you just handle it in whatever way you think is the most rational and responsible way to get towards the result you're looking for
1: and real talk just on the side note there are so many times i've gotten free meals just because i was really nice about telling them <laughs> about the error. i'm like i'm so sorry uh, this is actually just not what i ordered um i i hate to do this but could you could can mm-hmm. i get it and then they're like you know what you're so nice there's no charge yeah,
0: like, like or just keep that and i'll get the one that you need
1: exactly
0: and then you get you get the bill and they're just like hey sorry for that mistake but i scratched that one off
1: and they're yeah. nice mm-hmm. because yeah. you're nice so it's it
0: ha- happens to you a lot more but you know stop <laughs> i'm not stop, stopping <laughs> stop don't even we're not going
1: down that rabbit hole all right what i was gonna mention from what you said Still in the don't bubble. go down that rabbit hole stop it
2: <laughs> it's because of all the collagen he consumes his skin is real nice yeah that it's is glowing. glowing exactly looks great Fuck, is that what Thank i need you.
1: to do that okay. is what you need to do you need all to get right. more collagen in Your no back. wrinkles but you guys remember the podcast with andy triana Go super brain! If you guys haven't listened to that, that is a sleeper episode. You God need to go damn, listen. People love that too one. much info, but <laughs> it is amazing. so Whoa. much info. But the, a big theme that he was continuing to come back to in that episode is continuous self-assessment. Uh, continuous self-assessment when something happens, assess what's going on. So, negative thoughts you can't control. Um, well, you, you can't control what thoughts come into your head. Based off of the things that you do pay attention to on a daily basis, that will influence the volume of negative thoughts you have. But in general, we all will have negative thoughts about something or the other. You can't really stop mm-hmm. it. Now, when a negative thought happens, what do you do? Do you immediately act on it? Do you dwell on it? Or do you assess, oh, um, damn, I'm feeling kind of insecure about something or this is, this is problematic. Okay, I'm feeling it what happens? You can let that thought pass and go on to something else because it will pass. Um, or you can dwell on it and let it affect you. Let it get you down. Just like it'll mess you up. Um, but that was something that Andy was talking about continuously assess it. Let, let yourself feel it. And then one thing is ask yourself, is this useful right now? Like, is this, is, is this actually useful? Mm-hmm. Like if you're stressing about a um, a situation with work, Right And you have a, a thought that you know maybe you can't do something is that useful for you? truly is it if it's not, just try to let it go by because we all have those types of thoughts, even the most successful people the, the the highest level of professionals, athletes all have thoughts like that. but the thing is is that they don't dwell on it that that's just totally part of the situation, and they let it pass and then they keep going. so you have to be in a constant it, it's in essence just mindfulness. Mm. This is why people do meditation. The whole point of meditation is you focus on breathing, but you have all these thoughts that come up and happen in your mind, but you continue just to let those thoughts come and let them pass, be okay with those thoughts, and then bring yourself back to what you were doing. That's the whole goal of what people call mindfulness. And that's the same thing that you can easily do when stressful situations happen or thoughts.
2: I think a lot of times we feel like we're behind and we feel that we are like in a rush to do certain things and our judgment gets clouded and then we think that we got to make these decisions in these split seconds. Um, and uh we're almost always like worried or concerned about what somebody else is going to think, what they're going to say, how they're going to react to something that you said.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Most of it's fairly made up. Like you're just trying to, it's just a guess about, how someone's going to react to you saying how you feel about a particular situation. Mm-hmm. We don't really know, but I do know that like things that can really be helpful when it comes to this kind of stuff, there's some real simple things, exercise, you know, getting outside and trying to get some type of exercise, try to get some type of sunlight, do it as often as you can figure out, you know, if you can only get to it once a day for 10 minutes, that's better than none times a day. hmm. <laughs> Uh, your sleep. Your your sleep is just critical to everything. Uh, our body doesn't even handle food the same way. We don't sleep properly. There was a, another study uh, that came out more recently about uh, poor sleep and its connection to dementia. I mean, there's just like more and more evidence coming out all the time. And we also know from previous guests that we've had on the show that Alzheimer's and dementia are also connected to your blood sugar. Mm. And... um Things like being pre-diabetic, having insulin resistance. So your food, your sleep, and exercise. Just some representation of like some general care. Like if you think about it in terms of like brushing your teeth, you brush your teeth twice a day. Can you figure out some type of exercise twice a day? It doesn't have to be a full workout, just some type of exercise twice a day. Can you be mindful of, of your sleep? Like what you do before you go to bed and what you do when you wake up. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if we can just kind of, uh, <clears throat> if we can brush up upon these things uh, frequently, one or two times a day and be mindful of them, well, then the stress of the day, it's easier to have it just kind of bounce off of you. Or it's easier to make a joke about something that uh, otherwise might have been kind of threatening to you. You can be like, oh, that's kind of funny. I, that's, that's really silly. Somebody really thought that about me? Mm. Oh, my God. That's, hey, you know what? Somebody thought this, uh, and you say something that's even worse mm about me the other day, and you kind of point that out, and you make you make fun of it rather than uh, have it just sitting on you all day.
1: On the sleep note, because I, I can't, like, you know, we mentioned sleep, but sleep is so freaking important. We've talked about how big of a difference it can make with your nutrition, your metabolism, your performance in the gym, the way you handle things on a day-to-day basis. When you're fatigued and tired, it's going to be much harder mm-hmm. for you to be resilient towards the stress, like the stresses that of life that come towards you every single day. Um, so, I mean... Eight sleep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Mm -hmm. mention that right now. Mm -hmm. Eight sleep is super freaking beneficial because you can control the temperature of your mattress topper. And it's like, if you go to eight sleep, you can get yourself a mattress topper that you can just put over the mattress you have at home, or you can get the topper and the mattress. But the technology that allows you to control the temperature will allow you to make your mattress cooler, which will lead to better quality sleep. You'll, you'll toss and turn less. And you'll sleep so much better. And that we talk about sleep so much because it is literally one of the cornerstones of your fitness. When have you had Stan Efferding come on? What's his phrase? Stepping over. If you're oh, like. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Stepping over pennies to I no, forget it, step over dollars to pick up pennies yeah, there you go exactly uh, yeah.
1: and he was talking about people who are trying to find all these other solutions and they're still getting bad quality sleep mm-hmm. it's like you, you're stepping over your biggest advocate sleep being your biggest advocate towards handling everything else as far as your fitness so if you don't have that handled and it's not quality you're fucking yourself over so andrew Tell people, please. Absolutely. And the mattress
2: helps track your sleep. Yes. yeah, Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, people have all these watches and all these different things, and those <clears throat> items are probably great, but this thing will track
1: it for you, track It'll your track sleep your, for you. Your yeah. heart rate, your heart rate variability, all that stuff. So, absolutely. Yeah,
0: and it's like the, the biggest surface. So it's like the biggest way to track your actual sleep because it's the whole freaking bed. And a lot of people are like, why do you want to track sleep? Like, you're just asleep, blah, blah. It's like, well if you don't track something, you have no way of measuring it. And if you have no way of measuring it, you have no way of improving it. And this takes care of all of that. And it's, yeah, it really is amazing. And like, like Nseema said, you can either get just the topper or you can get the topper and the mattress uh, either way, you're going to save $150 off of either one of them. Uh, head over to 8sleep.com slash powerproject. That's all spelled out, so it's E-I-G-H-T, sleep.com slash powerproject, and you'll automatically receive $150 off, no code needed. Just head over there, um, Yeah, load that up in your cart, and at checkout you'll instantly instantly receive that discount. Links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. I wanted to ask you, Mark, before I, hopefully I didn't just cut you off, but about, um, you said there was like an exorcism, you know, that you (laughs) you had where, uh, you know, after that you had no bad days and did you not remember that part (laughs) no no yeah was that today yeah Yeah. yeah, literally like five minutes ago no just kidding yeah yeah Um, uh he'll exercise (laughs) the demons yeah this house is clear um (laughs) (laughs) where's that
1: from scary movie or something poltergeist poltergeist i haven't seen it it's terrifying you're (laughs) lucky you haven't seen it
0: oh my gosh it is it's such a pussy when it comes to scary movies especially back then yeah if you I watch understand. it now with like no like special effects and like the people that come out of the cemetery probably look all stupid my daughter loves scary movies mine too what
2: can she that?
1: watch them alone can they watch them alone yeah the, she'll during... watch them
2: yeah alone and she'll watch them with us yeah women
1: really be like that because i'm telling you i know like i know so many yeah. women who are like yeah i watch scary movies alone i'm like i can't yeah it's terrifying i can't do it alone. right before bed Fuck that! Like, no way.
0: <laughs> Hell, 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 hell no! How do you do that? Eight sleep ain't going to protect you from them. Right.
1: <laughs> that and women seem to love serial killer documentaries or just serial uh, killer yeah, stuff in yeah, general. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. definitely
0: something about serial killers that they're into.
1: Okay, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sure. Keep on.
0: I don't remember. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> no, because because you're like, yeah, I just don't have any bad days. I haven't had one in, like two decades or whatever it may be, and I'm just like, fuck, dude. There's a lot of people that are going to be like, no way. Myself included, you know. I'm just like, man. I don't know. Like, I I still get very stressed on a regular basis, and when I say I get stressed, I mean like, you know, like some like my something I'll have with my son or like my mom right now, and I'm just like, bah. <laughs> like I just need a second to breathe, and I'll try not to let it consume me, but like I'll I'll do that tactic where I I'll let a little bit of time pass. I need to get better at it, but we're like I'll literally like the old school uh count to ten before you react for anything, and like let yourself cool off. I'll do that still, but what what do you mean that you just like from – because it sounded like from one day to the next, it was like, uh, and no more bad days, and then you've just been smiling ever since. <laughs> Can you dive in a little bit more on like what happened and how you made that transition? Yeah, it took
2: a while. It mm-hmm. took
0: time. probably took like 10 years or so. Um,
2: I think a lot of times people are chasing after, chasing after and thinking about – this stuff's kind of constantly on their mind of stuff that they don't have. And so I think that that's like number one, if you can start to kind of not be so overly concerned about stuff that you currently don't have like money or whatever it is you're working towards. Um, And then also I think people are consumed by who they're not. They're consumed by, they're just like not, they're like not there yet. You know, they want another hundred thousand followers on Instagram. They want, they want to be more like this guy or this girl and they they feel that they're deserving of it because they work really hard and put a lot of time into it and so they a lot of their time is occupied by that which wouldn't even fall into a category of necessarily being like negative or positive but if you were to think about if someone if you hired a new CEO of your brain <laughs> that's the first thing they would get rid of they get rid of that department that wastes mm-hmm. all that time in that particular area they'd be like hey what the fuck is this department about why mm-hmm. why are we spending so much time here Worrying about what we're not and where we're not at yet. So, it took those things took me a while, but those things were also learned um, by just being humbled, by just being smacked around and having my ass kicked by life and by people. Mm. Um, You know, when I played football, I went to Santa Monica City College and I played with Steve Smith and Chad Ochocinco, and I recognized, wow, like. (laughs) You thought you were pretty good at football, but uh, I mean, these are, these are guys that move around like I think Steve Smith is in the Hall of Fame. I mean, these are, these are next level human beings. You have no relation to anything that they do except for maybe your mindset, right? Like I, I don't have any, I could show up here every day and I can, I can work, hard, I can put in a lot of work every single time, but anything else they do, especially when it comes to something physically, I don't know how to match any of that. And then professional wrestling, and seeing how people can move and seeing how uh, creative people were and seeing the physiques and stuff like that. I'm like, I can work towards all this. And yeah, I can figure a lot of this out. But there's some stuff that I'm just I'm just simply not as good as some of these people in certain areas. And I was okay with admitting that to a certain degree. And the same thing happened with lifting. I was able to lift well. I was able to lift some heavy stuff. But look at the things people are doing now. You know, yeah. I, I can strive to... uh I could strive to lift like Ed Cohn, or I could strive to lift like uh, Ray Williams, or, or, and I can continue to get better and I can be inspired and motivated by that. And that's pretty positive. But what I can't do, which I think is uh, can be foolish at times, is to <clears throat> have a lot of worry and concern about it and to uh, go out of my own lane and to then enter into their lane. And I think what happens is. The things that happen on a daily basis, the smaller stresses, they add up a lot faster when you're not where you want to be. You're like, I'm not, for me, especially now, I feel like every day I'm involved with doing stuff that I really love to do. I love doing this podcast. I love hanging out with you guys. I love seeing the people here at work. Uh, I love what I do for work. I love who I hang out with on a daily basis. Um, there's really not anything where I'm like, oh, like I got to, I got to go and do that. I mean, every once in a while, like something will come up. Like I got to go to a bank or some shit like that. You know, there's like this weird shit that pops up, right? But uh, for the most part, I really, um, I enjoy all of it. I'm very interested in all of it.
1: I have a question on that. Mm-hmm. What would you say to the person? Because I'm in the same boat as you, and I think Andrew's in the same boat. We love what we do, and we've been loving what we do for quite a while. But for somebody Mm -hmm. who does have to go to their job, where they have to be around some people that they don't want and don't like to be around, what would your advice be to them to be able to just kind of – Because like the advice, I mean, I feel like, okay, well, try to get out of that situation. But it's not always that easy, you know, especially if you're in a job that's like, say, it's making you great money right now or it's your main option right now and that's just what you got to do. What would your advice be to them? Mm. Uh,
2: You know, I would just say that, you know, 10 years from now, it's going to be 10 years later, no matter how you slice it. Like, so whatever that thing is that you have in your head that would be better you should start moving towards that as soon as you possibly can within reason I'm not saying like going and just like quit your job randomly but mm-hmm. the attachment to a lot of times we're talking about a job right and yeah. a lot of and or a relationship and both things <laughs> don't make any sense to like we've talked before about the fallacy of um you know, having sunken
1: cost theory.
2: Yeah. The sunken cost theory. Like you had all this time invested. Uh, you're thinking, man, I, I make some pretty good money. Uh, things like benefits and things like having a company car. These are all things that like, just, they're just, they're just holding you down. They're holding you back. You don't need those things. You can buy people. I don't know if people are aware of this, but you can buy your own insurance. You buy, buy your own dental insurance. You can buy your own health insurance, Uh, you can have your own car, (laughs) you know, you don't need to, uh, do these things, but these things are there, they exist. So they keep you, you know, these companies are just trying to keep you working. They don't care how they got to do it. Mm -hmm. They just got to keep you working. Like we just need some fucking bodies around here. And, uh, if what you're doing, you're not feeling, um, you're not feeling like reward from, then you should work your way towards finding something that you can get more reward for. Mm-hmm. It's not always easy. Like if you love like fishing, like what are you going to do? Open up like a fishing store? Like I, you know, it's it, it's it's uh, it might be a little complex on how to figure mm-hmm. out how to do it. But maybe instead of opening up a fishing store, you uh, take people. Like I've been uh, out on Lake Tahoe before, and we had a guide that took us out on the boat for the day and he like fished, you know, he he had all the poles and he had all the stuff and like, you know how fucking happy that guy was? Yeah. (laughs) You know, he was that, that guy, like I still remember him. Like that was four years ago.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Captain Mike, he was all fired up. He was so (laughs) excited. My kids remember him. We still talk about him. Like we got to go do that again. That was sick. Mm -hmm. That guy was so happy. And then people are thinking like, I got this job and it pays me 60 K and I got insurance. And I got three kids and it's like, that's great. That's cool. But if it's not really working towards anything, like are you going to have your name on anything? Like, are you working towards anything that can be your own? Cause as my dad said, my dad worked for IBM for 19 years. Um, you know, never was late, was a real reliable employee. And when he left uh, after being there for so long, he walked out with this tiny little box. And that mm-hmm. tiny little box had his possessions in it. And he recognized he didn't own the stapler. He didn't mm-hmm. own the pen. He didn't own the chair. He didn't own the desk. He owned nothing, you know? But luckily for my dad, he already had a side hustle going on. So I think that Gary Vee talks a lot about that. I think that's probably the ticket is to, you know, as you're working, uh, as you're working to kind of just keep your life in order to have enough money for your day to day, you should be working towards a. Fortune, which is just uh, you working towards your dream, like job or goal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and bringing up like the the uh, situation where somebody just loves fishing, it's like, well, fuck, I can't even spend time away from this or that. It's like, well, maybe start a podcast about fishing. <laughs> right. Okay, what's the podcast going to do? It's not going to really make you any money. It's not going to do this and that. But what it's going to do is, after you leave the job that you don't like, you're going to have something. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be fired up to go home and do. You're going to be excited for something else. Um, So going, looking back at when I I fucking hated my job, but the second I clocked out, I was focused on photography and every single day it gave me a reason to get up, get done with, um, uh, Aubrey Marcus called it smiling through the suck, smile through the sucky job. So that way it can afford me time and money to go invest in myself and into my, you know, photography. Mm -hmm. And so just having something that you can work on, even if it's something small, but if something of your own that you care about, that will get you up and get you through your day, and that will give you a more positive mindset. Because then somebody at the water cooler starts talking about like, oh my, you know, grandfather father used to go fishing all the time. Like, oh, really? Do you know where? And like, you you're now fired up to talk about that one mm. topic, mm. and then now you're the guy at work that knows all about fishing, and you know, so like, then you're just it becomes part of your like identity almost. And it just, like I said, it just, now that job sucks a little bit less, but also your life sucks way less because, well, it doesn't suck at all because now you have that one thing that you are working on.
1: And one thing about what you're mentioning there, let's use the example about starting a fishing podcast. Mm -hmm. The immediate thought that's going to come to an individual's mind is like, but no one wants to listen to me talk about fishing. That's exactly what we were kind of talking about here. Negative thoughts happen all the time does it serve you? Does it serve you towards the goal you're trying to get to? That thought doesn't serve you at all. If anything, it's just stopping you from trying to do something that maybe you think that you want to do. So what you have to do is you need to assess that thought, understand that it's not helpful, it's not serving you. And I know it sounds so simply like, oh, sure. But this this uh, this ability to assess things from a bird's eye view and just kind of pick them out, right? that will help you a lot in terms of navigating the bullshit that goes on in all of our heads because there's no one here and no one on earth that doesn't have negative thoughts, right? But if you can figure out a way to assess and move past that, you'll be able to take action on some of the things that you want to do. And if anything, like we've talked about this before, these days in in, in this century – this is the best time and one of the, the craziest and maybe potentially easiest times to delve into something that actually interests you. Because my mom didn't have the option to just go in on something that interested her. The internet wasn't there. She was, you know, she liked engineering to an extent, but there were other things that she would love to do that she, could, she would have loved to spend her time doing. But you can do that now right? Our parents may have not been able to, but we can do that now. So we have to take advantage of this so that you can live a life that you're truly interested in living.
2: You want to work on developing a skill set. I think the greatest skill set you could ever have is the one where you work on your interpretation of the things that you hear and the things that you feel and the things that you see. And you do it over and over and you have to constantly reevaluate it and make sure that you're You know, heading down the right path. Communicate with other people about it. Say, hey, I, you know, uh, actually, you know, I view stress to be a little bit more like this, Mm. you know, or these types of stresses that I feel from running, from uh, doing sprints, from lifting. You know, I I categorize them kind of this way. I've been thinking about it more like this, right? Versus, you know, some of the stresses that we have during the day. I think that people literally think that there's not much you can do about those. I think there's things that people think you can't do much about uh your mindset, the way you are genetically. Well, my mm-hmm. whole family's my whole family's big, so you know, I'm probably going to be and it's like okay, well there definitely certainly can be some truth to that. We've we've uh, circled the wagon many times here on the podcast talking about genetics and and the different implications of what it can do and what it can't do, but no one truly knows. We don't know how we don't know how deep or the magnitude of that, but we do know that you can make massive changes. So you maybe don't have to live the rest of your life out weighing 100 pounds more than you should. Mm -hmm. You might be able, I would say, be very likely that you would be able to lose weight and to figure out ways to control your weight just like anybody else. And maybe you, uh, yeah, maybe it turns out you're not as thin. Maybe it turns out you're, um, you know, if you were to take an IQ test, maybe it turns out your IQ is not as high as that other person, but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you can't work on so many other things. What about just remaining positive? What about leaning towards choosing happiness? What about trying to introduce happiness into other people's lives? Like, you know, yesterday uh, I was about to go for a run. We came back from Bodega and uh, I was, you know, getting ready and putting my shoes on. Quinn's like, Hey, you want to play volleyball? I'm like, yep, let's go. <laughs> you know, so that that's what I did. I didn't, I didn't run yesterday. You know, and it, that's not anything great. That's just, that's just what a parent does. It's just an opportunity right there sitting in front of me. Um, and I, it's something that I wish. It's something I think. I think about it often. I'm like, I wish I could get more time with her so that we get closer. And like these things will just pop up. She'll be like, oh, I want to go to my friend's house. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm giving you a ride. She's like, no, Jake said he can do it. like, nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope, I got it. Like, I need, even if no one says anything, I want the 10-minute drive, you know, with my daughter in the car just so it's there, you know, just so she knows I'm around. But the our interpretation of stress a lot of times, unfortunately, is to, like, reach for a beer or reach for a drug or reach for, oh, I'm kind of tired. I'm going to have a coffee mm. It, it's it's okay to have that be a reaction here and there, but it shouldn't be your only shouldn't be your only move. Like work on having more moves than
1: just that. Yeah, <laughs> you guys want to um, play this clip from Leah Crum? Her yeah, milkshake it was the, brings
2: all the boys to the yard.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. like <laughs> the, what you mentioned there about your you know your perception of something, I think it goes yeah. in line with what we wanted, what what we were going to talk about. Because yeah, this like thing's crazy, yeah, she she so talks, the milkshake part. No, the, the made part. Let's start with the made part. Mm. I think that was the first one. It's at like five minutes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, cool. And this, I'm going to just let it play. I don't know to explain yeah, it. Yeah. Y'all will see. But by the way, Aaliyah Krum was actually on uh, Andrew Huberman's podcast. It was an amazing episode. But if you guys, you know, we're going to play this. Watch this she full 10 time. incredible, talk. yeah. She is. Yeah,
0: and it will be in 1.5 times speed, so. People get mad at that, but hey, slow it down if you but want to. Pe- reinterpret your anger. <laughs> reinterpret your anger.
3: Would they not receive the same benefit? <laughs> We decided to test this, and to test this we found a really unique group of women, a group of 84 hotel housekeepers working in seven different hotels across the US. So these women, these women are on their feet all day long. They're using a variety of muscles, and they're burning an extraordinary amount of calories just doing their job. But what's interesting is that these women don't seem to view their work in this light. We asked them, we said, do you exercise regularly? And two-thirds said no. So we said, okay, well, so on a scale of zero to 10, how much exercise do you get? And a third of them said zero. I get no exercise, at all. So we wondered, what would happen if we could change their mindset? So we took these women, we split them into two groups, we measured them on a variety of things, including their weight, their blood pressure, their body fat, their satisfaction with their job. And then we took half of them and we gave them a simple 15-minute presentation. We gave them this poster and we said, you know, your work is good exercise. It satisfies the Surgeon General's requirements, which are quite simply to accumulate about 30 minutes of moderate physical activity. You should expect to receive those benefits. 15 minutes. We came back four weeks later, and we measured them again. Not surprisingly, the, groups that didn't, the group that didn't receive this information didn't change. But those that did looked different. They dropped weight. They had a significant reduction in systolic blood pressure. Wow. They dropped body fat. And they reported liking their job more. <laughs> so, so what does this tell us? Well, to me, it was fascinating that just as a result of a simple 15-minute presentation, the whole game changed, producing a cascade of effects on both their health and their well-being presumably without even changing behavior. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, how do you know they didn't change their behavior, right? Because that that must have been what produced the effects. Well, we know they didn't work anymore, and the room attendants themselves assured us that they didn't join the sports club down the street. But, of course, we can't know for sure if they weren't, you know, putting a little more oomph into their making the beds. So this question really plagued me. All right,
1: pause real quick. Is there
3: a direct, immediate connection?
1: So... This is, this was really cool. It was, uh, it's, it's this maid study, right? But your perception about what you do, you know what I mean? Like if you perceive this as like, if you perceive your job as being a weight, right. And it's not doing anything for you. And because you're having to sit at your desk, it's like, it's, it's your perception of your job can affect, you know, your outcomes. And for these women, like some people probably be like, Oh, they were moving more. They weren't moving more. And they started moving. They had physiological benefits from their mindset on their job because they gained some information (laughs) about why it's good for them.
2: You ever go to, you know, using a restaurant as another example, you ever go to a restaurant and you feel like it's a huge burden for you to put in your order? (laughs) because like the (sighs) waiter or waitress is like pretty like you're not sure like what happened in their day, but they're just kind of wearing it, you know? and then sometimes you go to that same place and the person couldn't be happier to serve you so you're like how do these two people they work at the same establishment mm-hmm. maybe the other person is just having a rough go of it for that particular day who knows but uh we see this a lot and even when you, when you go to different countries like when i went to mexico um the place, the like resort place that we stayed at, everyone's so happy Mm -hmm. and they're happy to like get you whatever you want. They're happy to do like, I think they're just viewing this as like an opportunity. This is a great job that they have. And uh, other times someone will have a similar job and they'll they'll say this job sucks, man. I have to, I have to scrub the bathroom. I got to. And meanwhile, somebody else has the same exact job. They have a totally different interpretation of it.
1: Yeah. And you know, (sighs) It's 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 a tough one because like being in those situations, some people want to remove themselves and move into something else. But while you're in that like job or whatever, like while I was working at twenty four hour fitness, I knew that I didn't want to be there. But I was like, I'm going to learn as much as I can here about sales, about this, about that, so I can take that into what I'm doing next. You try to figure out what here's what here is serving me, because mm-hmm. I mean. As hard as different jobs may be, there must be something there for these women that are, are were maids in rooms. What was serving them? Their movement all right. day long, being on your feet. Like you yeah. guys know how beneficial mm-hmm. walking is and yeah. standing is. That's why we stand at the podcast desk. And for us, every time I stand here at the podcast, I don't look at it as like, oh, standing again. I'm like, damn, I'm on my feet again. Okay, right. so this is going to be good for my fitness. That's how I view it. And that can be super beneficial for you.
2: It's amazing the the difference it has in your actual body. Yep. Like the way that we think about ourselves. I mean, how many negative thoughts are holding us back, you know, uh, thinking certain things about ourselves, thinking that we're not smart enough to learn certain things. And then really what happens too is – to make matters even worse, we just don't even go down those roads. Mm-hmm. Like those roads are closed, you know, closed for construction. But you're never going to actually work on it. Mm-hmm. There's never going to be there's never going to be any actual construction going on. It's just you closed off that lane, and it's not open to you. You're like I'm never gonna I'm never gonna mess with that. It's it's terrible. It's a you know a really it can be a really massively problematic <clears throat> thing that most people deal with. Press play.
0: Sure thing
3: between our mindsets and our bodies. So to test this, I worked with my colleagues at Yale, Kelly Brownell, Will Corbin, and Peter Salovey. And we did so by making a big batch of milkshakes. So we made this big batch of milkshakes, and then we invited people to come to our lab to try the milkshakes. And in exchange, we would give them $75. Sounds great, right? (laughs) Well, the less appealing aspect of the agreement was that while uh, while they were drinking Mm, the shakes, we had them hooked Mm -hmm. up to an IV so we could get their blood samples. We were out to measure ghrelin. Ghrelin is a peptide secreted in the gut the medical experts call this the hunger hormone. So when we haven't eaten in a while, our ghrelin levels start to rise, signaling to the brain it's time to seek out food, and slowing our metabolism to, you know, just in case we don't find that food. Now say we go out, we find and we devour a milkshake, a hamburger, some french fries, our ghrelin levels drop, signaling to our brain, time to stop eating, and revving up the metabolism so we can burn the food that was just consumed. So the participants came in, we hooked them up to an IV, and then we gave them a milkshake a shake. This is 0% fat, 140 calories, zero added sugar. This is guilt-free satisfaction. So they drank this shake, and in response, their ghrelin levels dropped, but only very slightly, signaling to the brain that some food had been consumed, but not a whole lot. So a week later, they came back to our lab, we hooked them up to an IV again, and we gave them this shake. <laughs> 620 calories, 30 grams of fat, 56 grams of sugar. Now this... This is decadence you deserve. (laughs) And in response to this shake, their ghrelin levels dropped again, but this time at a significantly steeper rate, about three times more than the shake they had before. Now, this would make good sense to any metabolic nutritionist who understands that the drop in ghrelin is proportional to the amount of calories consumed. But there was a catch. In this study, even though the participants thought they had consumed the sensible shake and the indulgent shake, in reality, we gave them the exact same shake at both time points. So what does this tell us? Well, just as in the case when the same amount of morphine produced more or less of an effect depending on our awareness, and just as in the case when the same amount of exercise produced more or less of a benefit depending on how it was construed, here again, our mindsets proved to matter. In this case, suggesting it might not be just calories in and calories out Woo! or the precise makeup <laughs> of fats, nutrients, what what believe, scared me? <laughs> what we expect, what we think about the foods we eat that determines our body's response. So, in light of this, it behooves
1: us. Yo, yeah, okay. Yo, like, guys, the reason why that's so crazy, that's so odd, is because uh, calories in, calories out matters. We know that, but it that made me think about like you know when we started doing like fasting, Mm -hmm. right? When we talk about it to each other, when we talk about it to people. We're not like, oh, you're going to feel so hungry, and you know you're, you're, it's, it's going to be really tough for you not to eat, and you're going to go through the day dragging, et cetera. You're not going to be able to do your jujitsu we'll or be, lift as heavy. Right? When we talk about it and when we think about it, it's like, ah, uh, you know, you get used to hunger. Hunger becomes something that's not even a big deal. When we get to eat, we feast. We eat a mm-hmm. lot of food. We feel good. And through the day, we're clear-headed because you know we're not digesting all this food our mindset towards it is like, oh, this is a positive thing that's going to be good for us. It's going to be good for our diet and it, we're not going to lose muscle, which we haven't. Um, but that, like what she mentioned right there, it's like the individuals who thought that that shake was a low calorie shake, right, they, they immediately, their ghrelin dropped a little bit, but that means that they wanted to eat more food because of their perception of what they were eating. Just like people in, on carnivore, if you perceive your diet serving you, whatever right. diet you're doing, there's a likely chance that your diet's going to serve you. A
2: hundred percent. And I think, you know, for me with my diet, like I've, I kind of make some stuff up. Like I have got beliefs that really don't make any sense. I've had beliefs like in lifting that don't make any sense. Um, just, to, just in like, I, I'm just going to trust in myself. I know better, like not in an arrogant way, not like I'm just going to deny what everybody else says completely, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm just going to go by how I feel. I never followed any programming. I just always just lifted and, it, it worked, it ended up working out well. When it comes to my nutrition, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, I started to adopt this idea that protein's kind of free. Like, mm. I think, I personally think that protein's kind of free. And it's something that I've adopted. And I, I know that that's not necessarily maybe the most scientific information to share with people, but I think it's like almost like a free calorie. And it is debatable on whether it's you know four uh, calories per gram versus maybe it being a little less. Mm-hmm. People think that it should be like two, but I personally believe that it's free. So if I'm hungry, what am I going to eat? I'm going to eat more protein. I'm going to keep crushing protein. That might be science or something that refutes some of that. But again, what are the what's the impact this is maybe having on my body if I believe this to be true? since that time i've adopted a couple other things to be free ice cream pizza now <laughs> uh, vegetables and uh as well as fruit now so i at, at the end of every day i eat a giant fucking bowl of fruit it's strawberries, blueberries, sometimes there might be pineapple or banana, it just depends. I take cottage cheese. I take, this is the way vanilla protein, I mix it, I mix that in cottage cheese, I dump some cinnamon in there, I throw the fruit on top of it, and it's fucking amazing. And I sit down, I watch some TV with my wife, and that's the way I end every night after dinner. I just keep getting leaner and leaner. So it's it's helping, it's serving me, it's helpful to me to kind of adopt some of these principles where I believe that the program that I, I believe in the program that I'm on. I believe in in what it is that I'm doing.
1: You know, and I'll, along with that, real quick, yeah, you mentioned protein being free, but there's a level of we've had people come onto the podcast, like Alan Aragon, who's the guy that wrote Ted Pro- Neiman, Ted Neiman, right? And they talk about they they literally give you information as to why. Like more protein doesn't act like when you eat excessive amounts of carbohydrates or fat. They they give you the reason. It's not a great human energy source. Exactly. Not the same as fat and carbohydrates. Exactly. So they give us the information. And I think one big thing to remember here is in the maid study, those maids got information about why what they were doing was good for them. Mm -hmm. Right? So there's a level of belief that you need to have in terms of what you're doing. But then there's a level of bolstering that belief with information. For example, fasting. When I first started, I wanted to start it because I wanted more mental focus and clarity. And I found information that helped me figure out, oh, this will be good for that. But then I also found information that told me, oh, wow, it's actually going to be good for your appetite and this and this. I found information to bolster my argument. This can be kind of warped because on the internet you can find anything to bolster your argument, right? But at the same time, you can also find a bunch of things to refute what you're doing. So we've heard Lane Norton in the past talk negatively about fasting. We've heard different professionals talk negatively about fasting and other things that we may do. And when you input that information of people saying oh this is bad for this reason this reason this reason and this reason if you really respect those individuals and respect their opinions that will then inform your belief in terms of what you're doing so you hear someone say like actually Paul Saladino you hear him mention that vegetables are bad for you and they'll poison you and he'll Mm -hmm. talk about all these different things and now when you go eat a piece of broccoli you break out in hives (laughs) because I'm not even playing I'm not even playing about this because now you believe that this is really bad for you and it's gonna hurt you and then you eat it and it never used to be bad in the past but now you have a negative feeling towards vegetables Mm -hmm. so you really got to be careful about the type of stuff you allow yourself to believe from the individuals that you respect you got to kind of have a filter you know it's tough because maybe some of the things they're saying is correct but is it is it serving you (laughs) or is it not?
0: Yeah. I've been really high up on like a lot of this uh, belief systems and stuff since we've been talking about it. And since I've been learning from you guys, but the way I look at it now is if I research something that is, um, we'll just use the Saladino thing. Mm -hmm. If I go hard in the paint and I research how carnivore is so good for me and vegetables are so bad for me, that's true. That, that is now true. Nobody can refute that. But then if I also go and search, uh, insert somebody who eats everything. Um, I, I can't think of anybody. So okay. <laughs> and Seema just said, wait, I can have steak. I can have vegetables. And then every once in a while I can have some good carbs. I can Damn. eat an apple without getting fat. <laughs> that is now true. If I go back again and say, and see that plants are trying to kill me, I'm going to get sick again. That's now true. <laughs> so like kind of what I started doing is like, like, especially with, with um, the go to coaches that were here, I am just like all in on everything positive go to, I could easily go find something negative. Oh, easily. <laughs> and then now all of a sudden now my judgment's a little, you know, clouded. I'm, I'm I've done that my whole life and I've mm-hmm. gotten nowhere. So I'm going to only focus on the positive stuff <clears throat> uh, and, and good like outcomes. And, and that's now my truth. Yeah. I, I know we kind of joke about it, it's my truth, but it, it is because literally in my world, there is nothing different. Mm. if i go find it then
1: it's that is now again that is now true again and you know it's a tough one because this is this is what we just got into right here is a little bit murky because i know that we're seeking truth about all this like what's true (laughs) but you gotta like because you can find things on both sides you can find people that talk about the benefits of carnivore you can find people that talk about carnivore is going to give you cancer it's the worst thing and both of them are true both their levels (laughs) but but
0: that's what i was getting at is like if i believe that later on down the road if i get cancer or something like ah fuck they were all right whatever if i don't then it's like oh they were also all right you know what i mean like i hope that i'm conveying that message well enough to, to just say that like no matter what you invest your time and energy into that is gonna be true for you You kind of have to
1: buy in. Yeah, when people always talk about the buy-in, like it doesn't mean that if you believe something, that means that everyone else who doesn't believe what you believe is, is is shit. But you gotta buy into what you're doing. Like we as lifters, we bought into fasting, which most lifters are going to say, that's bad for your muscle. It's bad for strength. We bought into it and we gained some massive benefits and we've bought into a lot of other things that people would think is wild and stupid, but it's brought us massive benefit. So you really got to let yourself be like, I'm going to try this and I'm going to reap some benefits from it.
2: And you don't have to necessarily turn, you don't have to necessarily take every negative and try to spin it into a positive and try Mm. to be necessarily super happy or super chipper or pumped up about every single thing but Mm -hmm. i think you just want to do your best to just really not go down that negative path and take on things that you feel are going to be are going to serve you best and and hold on to those things and if you have a certain arm routine that you do and you train your arms every day and you got 19 inch arms (laughs) sounds like you found something that's pretty good you Mm know um there's there's probably not a lot of reasons for you to listen to or to take on uh, somebody saying that you're going to have a elbow tendonitis the rest of your life. Or you're going to have arthritis in your hands because you train your arms too often. You found something that's working well. Uh, we got to trust our gut. We got to trust our our intuition on some of these things. And when you find something like that, I think that all these things can help you mitigate stress because you found some stuff that can keep you more on the side of happy rather than more on the side of suffering. You know, in Buddhist cultures, they believe that life is half happiness and half suffering. I actually believe that there's a huge part that's missed out, missed out on. And I think that people might think this is suffering, but I don't really view it that way is just idle time. Like there's mm. just like down, there's stuff that's just like neutral. It's just like, meh. you know, there's, but I think that in those times, that's when you need to have a skill set that either keeps you neutral or moves you over towards the happiness side. Mm -hmm. Mm, Let me see if I go on a walk, what that will do for me because there's just ain't shit going on right now. I don't have any phone calls to make. I don't have any emails or I don't feel like uh, lifting. I don't feel like doing A, B, or C. Let me just see how going for a walk is going to do. And then maybe you go for a walk and it starts raining like crazy out and you're like, shit. (laughs) Maybe that bugs you, maybe that annoys you, so you go back inside, but then then what do you do? Well, mm-hmm. then maybe you're like, well, I haven't eaten yet today, might as well change my plans, I was going to fast a little longer, stay on the plan, okay, it's it's not it's not going to uh, help me any further to go off plan, so I'm going to eat steak and eggs, you eat the steak and eggs, and then you look outside and you're like, oh, it stopped raining, all mm-hmm. right, I'm going to go on a walk, you know, or ah, I kind of feel a little bit more energy because I ate. Now I'm going to go to the gym. Now I'm going to go get some training in.
1: Real quick, because there's the last part on this. I want to mention this. Look at everything that we bring onto the podcast as like an addition to your utility belt. You know how Batman has his utility belt and he can pull out every fucking gadget. Where's he gadget? get all those wonderful toys? Right? Where does he get it? Um yeah, shark spray. <laughs> shark
0: spray.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but but this is the thing to think about by the way i we like paul saladino i mentioned that thing about paul because of what he used to say about vegetables but when paul came on the podcast and has come on the podcast you know he talks about um vegetables in a certain way right i, I will take certain things that, that what he talks about carnivore and like oh okay that's cool that's beneficial it's great and then i'll take certain things about what he says about vegetables but but I know that I don't respond negatively to vegetables, and I've never have. So I'm not, I don't. I don't allow myself to believe that for myself that these vegetables are bad for me. Like for and when Alan Aragon came on, or uh, Mike Isratel and both Mark and I did fasting, and they were talking about how like oh you know for performance or for for protein it might be a better idea just to have a few mm-hmm. more protein feedings instead of like totally not fasting anymore. I'm like okay, you know what? Let me just fucking have some protein during my day when I'm fasting, even though most people aren't going to say that that's fasting, just so I can get a little bit what extra protein. What about your autophagy? <laughs> autophagy, <laughs> right? <laughs> but we t- I take this information, I take what serves me, we take what serves us, and we delete what doesn't. <laughs> it, it's, It's like that's what you kind of got to do so you can set up your protocol, your life. What you laughing at Andrew shark spray
2: I, <laughs> I, I, I yeah I sent him the clip from Batman of the uh shark spray the shark yeah. repellent spray this is like so ridiculous it is the
0: dumbest thing oh, ever and this. I love it it's oh God I forgot we had sound sorry hey now <laughs> he dips him down just enough so he gets
2: a
1: shark on his leg
0: <laughs>
1: that looks real oh my god <laughs> Said holy sardine, yeah. yeah. He did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no animal rights back then. He's oh. throwing some good hooks to the, the little, body of the shark.
0: Hopefully, we don't get pinged for something. But check this out
2: this is so good the way that he hands it down, too.
0: Like, they have or, a lot of it. Organic, <laughs> oceanic. <laughs> oceanic. I thought I said organic. <laughs> I can't see. Still beating the fuck. I didn't know he was like
2: in this compromised position for so long. Mm
0: -hmm. That's legit, though.
2: Everybody needs us in their skill set in their utility belt.
0: Why is it taking so long? Goodness. Wait, not playbacks.
2: Oh, that's okay. It's suspenseful. (laughs) You sped it up a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Watch this move by Robin right here. All <laughs> oh, that or oh, the 50 that.
0: cent. That's knees over toes. Oh, yeah, yeah, 50 cent upside <laughs> oh, down. <yeah. laughs> Why did he have to <laughs> get <on>? Oh.
1: Uh. <laughs> 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 and it explodes. <laughs> hey, before we get to the rest of the clip, <laughs> y'all, y'all know that Robin came out as bi a few years ago? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I heard about that. Everyone's coming out as something
0: these days. Oh, yeah. Andrew, be careful, no. bro. It's Be careful, for, brother, because
1: they also made Oh my god. Oh, you mean you mean like comic superheroes? Yes. Okay, sorry. that's what no, she, Yeah, my, you got to clarify thank that, you brother. For <laughs>
0: making, no, sorry. I thought we were all on the same page here. No, there was um fuck. <laughs> Is Mark rubbing off on you? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. No, there's a there was another comic book character and I don't remember who it was, but I'll, it was um, just um I don't I mean, I apologize if it's insensitive. but No, like, no, they I didn't just, make another character. But I just feel like, like yeah. it was like nobody was questioning it. And like, I, I don't know. It just was, ugh, fuck, this sucks. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Ap- apologies to anybody if I offended them. But at the same time, <laughs> it was like, well, no one cares about, you know, I don't, I don't fuck, damn it. Oh, it's going to kill me. Yeah, it was recently, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, and, um, the one thing I remember about the Lego Batman movie was that they referenced the shark spray. Oh, it's awesome. And then I fell asleep and didn't watch the whole thing.
1: All right, real quick. <laughs> um, there's a few superheroes. So Robin came out, uh, something about the flash. One of his variants did Batwoman, green Lantern. There's something they did. To really? him. Anyway, it's just interesting, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but it, I mean, cause like different I, universes, they have different versions where like, yeah, it might be, but like also like, I don't think like nobody really care. Like, I,
0: I, nobody cared like about like their love life. I, 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 like, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: you're right. No, no, you're, you're right. Like Like, their love life didn't have anything to do with it. Some of the main characters, like like, the Flash
0: always had, at least in the TV series, always had the thing for the chick. Yeah. um, It's a really good series, but I don't know. That's where I was just like, man, we don't care. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Anyway, (laughs) let's see the rest of this. All Our own minds. What are our
3: mindsets? And how might we begin to shift them, to alter them, to have them be more beneficial? So take, take stress, for example. What's your mindset about stress? If you're like most people, you have the mindset that stress is bad, 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 bad stress. Now, this is not surprising, considering that everywhere we look, there's warnings, labels, yelling at us, reminding us about the negative effects of stress. But the truth of stress is not so clear-cut, and in fact, there's a robust and growing body of research showing that stress can have positive effects, enhancing effects on our health, our well-being, and our performance. Now, I'm not here to try to persuade you that the effects of stress are enhancing, but rather to point out that the truth of stress is like most things in life, and that is, it's uncertain. And therefore, to raise the question, do our mindsets about stress determine our response? So to test this question, I worked with Sean Aker and Peter Salovey, And we worked with a group of uh, 300 employees. This was after the 2008 financial collapse. And we decided, they they were stressed. They had just heard that 10% of their workforce was going to be laid off, and they were overworked. So we decided to see if we could change their mindset. And we did so by having them watch simple video clips. So I'm going to show them to you here simultaneously. But half of the participants saw the one on the left, half saw the one on the right.
1: For those who are watching or listening, I'm sorry. You just kind of got to watch us on YouTube for this one. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Fish that music. All right.
2: <laughs> Back in school again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Terrible. I'm just going to go ahead and mute it because I was digging, digging that. Out. I don't want to get pinged for.
1: Yep. Oh, you're like right. On YouTube. But. All right, we'll also link everything. Yeah. In essence, for the viewers, like there's one video going that's saying how oh, stress is going to crush you. Athletes crumble in critical moments of stress. You know, it can actually give you body aches and all this. And another video showing how stress is going to be great and it gives you adrenaline and it prepares the body for action and a peak performance, right? So those are the two videos that were played.
0: Yeah. Did you want to play any of the rest of it? Yeah, this
1: last part where she.
3: So here we are. They're, they're watching facts, research, anecdotes. All true, but oriented towards one view or the other. And what we found was interesting. Those who watched these simple three-minute video clips before the bell rang, before their job began, over the course of the next few weeks reported fewer negative health symptoms, fewer backaches, less mus- muscle tension, less insomnia. And they also reported uh, a higher level of engagement and performance at work. Boom. So at this point, I presented four right. studies. Four
1: so... A little bit deeper into that too, guys, is that Ali has talked about how in that specific study, there was uh, an ethical thing that they had to do to make sure that the study was going to be ethical. And the, the assumptions were that people aren't actually going to feel worse after watching this, the, the video that stress is debilitating because the information that we watch all day long and news, etc., is already telling you how much stress is going to hurt you. And if anything, they were expecting an improvement for the people who saw that stress is impactful and it's stress is enhancing. And there was an improvement for the people who got that education showing how stress is enhancing. It changed how they felt about their day-to-day stress because they're like, I'm stressed but this is, I can overcome this, this is good for me, this will make me stronger. I think
2: that these things have to become a belief, you know? So you hear people kind of say, fake it till you make it. Well, you might be able to do that in the beginning But over time, it's going to have to turn into something a little bit stronger. It's going to have to turn into a little bit more of a belief Mm -hmm. where you actually do believe the things that you're saying are going to come true. You actually do believe uh, that being positive, staying positive, remaining positive, or trying to be more neutral. Like the word stress doesn't really necessarily, it's not necessarily a negative word. Sometimes the way people use it, they might it might uh lean towards negativity cuz they might mm. say this year has been extremely stressful the last two years have been extremely stressful and normally mm. when people are talking that way they are normally kind of pointing out that um they felt the last you know two years was was uh like had a negative stress impact on them mm. but if we think about any sort of training that you would do and any sort of learning that you would do really uh, there's a certain amount of stress that goes along with it. Anyone who's ever been to like a seminar before, um, anyone who's ever took like a crash course on something, uh, you come out of those things and you can barely like see. You're like, fuck man, Like, that was that was, that was a lot, right? That's mm. And that's not even necessarily uh, physical, but you took in so much information that it kind of uh, affects you physically as well. And then we know like through like running or through lifting or any of the things that we do, uh, you know, they can they can be they can be a stressor on the body, but over time, you know, this machine that we walk around in, the human body, which is the most complex thing ever, we'll probably never fully understand what the hell it does or why it's even or why we're even here. Um, it it is highly adaptive to the environment that it's in. So much so that you um, you know, where you grow up is the language that you adopt. Yeah. Who your parents are, how they walk, how they talk, how they move, how they act, how they react. We just copy. We we copy, copy, copy. copy everything that we see around us. But what we're telling you here today is you don't always have to take that step into copying the way that everybody always is all the time, especially when it comes to reacting to something. Mm -hmm. Choose something, choose a mode of interpretation that is different than stress. You don't have to. You don't have to take on this news as, as it being stressful. And if you start to develop some skill sets and you start to have a healthier lifestyle, I believe it will continue to be easier and easier to have to have like a shield, you know, have a Captain America shield for those things that are coming your way. You have a thing to kind of protect yourself behind and you get an opportunity to think about those things. How am I going to defend myself? Let me hold this shield here for a little longer. Mm. Let me kind of peek around. Mm. Okay, okay. Shit, there's a there's a lot of stuff coming my way over here, but I'm going to figure out some ways to uh, get around them, get through them, and to work them out.
1: And you know, also, you know, what she was mentioning there is, or a big aspect of it, what pay attention to the things that you watch, pay attention to the things that are on all your social media feeds, the things that are on your YouTube Explorer feed, how much news that you watch, because I mean, I'm very careful about all of that. Um, and I think that helps me be careful about, number one, the way I feel about things and the way I perceive stress, uh, but also the way I talk to myself about things. You know, you can't necessarily fool yourself into believing something that clearly isn't true because people always talk about, oh yeah, you know, positive affirmations and as as beneficial as positive affirmations can be, you know, there's a level of, Like, I think it's cognitive dissonance. Like, when you say something to yourself, but your brain knows it's not true, your Mm -hmm. brain still knows it's not true. I'm gonna be a millionaire in 30 days. Your brain knows Mm -hmm. that's bullshit. (laughs) Like, it does. But, if you can train yourself to talk to talk about things positively over time, you really get on yourself in terms of your, your self talk. Over time, it'll have a positive effect. Um, for example, like whenever I'm about to read something, I always think to myself, "What I'm about to read is going to stick with me." Mm. Like because I, I when I was younger, I used to be like, "I'm reading all this stuff and I can't remember." That was kind of like what I thought about it. But now, when I read things, I'm just like, "When I read this, I'm going to comprehend." It it's going to stick with me, which changes the approach of which I go about reading. Same thing with jujitsu. I'm going to drill this, and I'm going to. It's going to stick with me. Then I then I start to do things, and then it just sticks with me because that's how I enter the situation. A lot of people go into those situations like ah, uh, you know. If I read, it's just, just going to go in one, like go in and out, right? And if you if you believe that about yourself, there's no way you're going to be able to get better with it. Same thing with the maids and exercise. They believed they would They believed the benefits, and boom, what happened? They probably had maybe had a little bit more oomph in certain things. Started dropping weight, blood pressure went down, backaches went down. It's crazy what this stuff can do for you.
2: Years ago, I stopped using an alarm and. I would actually just tell myself the night before I'm going to wake up at five Mm -hmm. and it didn't always work. It didn't always, you know, so I'm not saying like that you can truly rely on that, just that all the time, but, um, being mindful of stuff is critical. Even being mindful of your food, you know, I'm thankful, I'm grateful for this food that's in front of me. It's going to be nourishing to my body. I mean, some cultures, some people will pray. Um, some people will just, uh, have gratitude towards the food that's in front of them, um, these little practices that might take an extra second rather than you just inhaling the food. Uh, and if you hunted the food and if you prep the food, maybe you're going to chew it a little extra. Maybe you're going to be a little more mindful. Maybe the taste of it is going to be that much more valuable to you and, If someone told us, someone came in here and said, hey, did you know that you use the amino acids uh, 20% more when you actually hunted the animal and when you actually uh, prepped it and when you actually took a moment to be grateful and thankful, it wouldn't surprise it. We'd be like, yeah, okay, that shit, that sounds like it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, What came into my head when we were listening to some of that was – Kind of these like old wives tales, you know, these these things that people mention and and uh, they just kind of say, just throw out there, you know. I know that both of you guys have heard this one uh, from your mothers. Don't go outside without your jacket. You're going to get sick.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'm still confused by that. Like, does getting cold, does that actually make you sick? Because like if it does, then like Wim Hof would be sick all the time, right? Or just people that live in like Alaska or something, they would be cold all the time. So... You, you know, your mom says these things repeatedly and then, you know, over time you go outside without your jacket, <laughs> maybe it was right after a shower or something like that and you're kind of wet and you're cold mm-hmm. and then you get sick and you, you're thinking like, well, it must've been that experience of me being cold out my jacket. My mom was right. <laughs> and then you, then, then what do you do? You relay that message to your own kid. Like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say that to my, I don't say you're going to get sick but I find myself repeating the same shit my parents said. And I'm like, I can't even believe I just fucking said that. (laughs) I didn't even think of it either. I just like blurted out and I'm like, oh my God, I said the same shit that they said and that used to always drive me crazy when they would say it to me.
1: Yeah. Like you maybe need to re yeah, you got to reevaluate the belief systems that were in you since childhood Mm because those can, they can can play an effect. Um, But like for example, cold plunging, right? There's a, You know, there's still a level of friction within my mind that that it takes for me to get in the morning and step into it. It hasn't become just a routine. Like, let's just dip in. Like, I look at it. I go back in the house. I come back out. I feel the wind on my nipples, and I'm just like, ooh. And I go back inside the house, and I come out. I cut the dogs inside, take out the cold plunge, and I dip my foot in, and I'm just like, go in, right? There's still that friction. But I understand how good cold plunging is for my resilience and my mind and my body. I understand but but you know it's just like i have to convince myself right now but i know that once that becomes automatic it's going to play so many other benefits for my daily life and maybe it will because i believe it will but you know there's been a lot of research behind that shit so (laughs) hey you know what it's going to make me a beast
0: yeah man i i'm I'm so happy to hear that you do go back and forth because i'm just like fucking insane i'm like how's he doing all of this and then just oh here's a very uncomfortable situation and boop pop right in pop right hate, out start my day i hate
1: getting a loss on stuff like that man i hate that <laughs> that makes me nuts i would have been so pissed if i came here without plunging yeah. i was really this morning trying to convince myself you get that you get that, that l you're just walking around with that l all day here on your forehead <laughs> I an see. internal l <laughs> yeah. hmm. or co- p because i'm a pussy how cold does it get 40 degrees yeah, bro. It can go down to 36 degrees. If you guys are curious, it's called The Cold Plunge. I you wish can they check would do out. some science like, where it's not as cold. <laughs> yeah. Can it be like,
2: like 60?
1: Yeah. Like, 60 cold. <laughs> that is cold. That's like running water like, come on, in Uber. your house. That's come on, really Uber fucking men. Get cold. on that shit. Yeah. Oh, man, that, like, you know what's crazy, too? After, you, after I come out of The Cold Plunge, I go and I take a hot shower. I am still... Cold oh, when I yeah, get yeah. here, like my body is still cold when I get here. Shit. It takes a while for my body to warm up, even if I'm in a cold, even if I'm in a hot shower for is like it, ten minutes.
2: You end up shivering and stuff. Kind yeah. Of, yeah,
1: I end up shivering for like a few hours. Yeah, even when I'm here, like initially That's supposed in pod, to be
2: one of the benefits. It's
1: supposed to be, yeah, it helps you uh, get rid of brown fat or whatever. But because of the shivering that goes on, so. you, got, you got a lot more fat to remove. We all, all <laughs> yeah, we all can see that.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Take us on out of here, Andrew. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for checking out today's episode. And thank you to Bubs Naturals for sponsoring today's episode. Uh, com promo code POWERPROJECT to save 20% off them. And uh, links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. Uh, please follow the podcast at Mark Bell's POWERPROJECT on Instagram, at MBPOWERPROJECT on TikTok and Twitter. And you guys, make sure you guys are subscribed. Uh, right here on YouTube. Uh, ring all the bell notifications, all that good stuff and comment anything down below. It really helps with the, that old algorithm. And uh, follow me at I am Andrew Z on Instagram and Twitter and Sima, where can people find you?
1: And Sima Inyang on Instagram and YouTube. And Sima Yang on TikTok and Twitter. And by the way, guys, for those of you, I, I've seen you guys leaving reviews for us on Apple. Those of you who are listening to us on Spotify, there's quite a few of you guys. Leave a review on Spotify, because that will help us out a Mm -hmm. lot. And let us know what you guys thought about this stress episode. I think it's something that has helped a lot of us, all of us, in terms of our mindsets. But I think it'll be beneficial for everybody.
2: Mm -hmm. I just want to kind of conclude by saying you know, there are people that have uh, mental health issues. And so... There's people that have mental health issues that are undiagnosed. They don't go and they get they don't go and get help. So if you're someone that you feel like you're spinning your wheels, you're constantly having a lot of anxiety, depression, things mm. like that, like just do your do your best to figure out a way to go get some help. And nowadays you can do stuff like online. You don't even have to it doesn't even have to be as invasive of as you going and like sitting on the couch, kind of that old school mm-hmm. thing where people go in and they see a psychiatrist. I just mentioned that because only healthy people can interpret what we just said as being, uh, mm-hmm. as, as, as being able to switch into this mode. Unfortunately, there are people that are kind of stuck and, uh, they might not have access to be able just to flip a switch and to start to rethink and reinterpret the way that they think about things. So always want to be mindful of that. Strength is never weakness. Weakness is never strength. Catch you guys later.